was cool. You're pumped, Aaron. Are you pumped? <laughs> that was great. That was the best <laughs> intro so far. So of anything I've been on. So, yeah, oh, well, hey, on. hey, thank you, thank you. All right, all right. <laughs> Thank you, my brother. What is going on? All my horror movie maniacs out there watching, all my horror anthology fans. It's your boy, Fat Samurai Guy. Back again with another episode. That's right, hanging out in the movie dojo. Legend. That's right. Filmmaker, writer, producer, director. He's done it all. That's right. CEO and founder of Paper Street Pictures. Baron B. Koontz. Welcome. Welcome to the channel, my friend. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, it's a blast to be here. And we've been talking about this for a minute, so I'm glad to finally be on and chat with you. So love the enthusiasm, too, which is fun. Oh, that's that's Samurai guy. That's me, man. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Oh, my goodness. Great. Oh, who we got? We got some people in the chat here. Uh, we got some people saying hello. There we go. It says, hello, Fat Samurai Guy and Aaron B. Coates. That's right, in the movie Dojo Army. Got people saying hello there. All right, all right. <laughs> and we have the radical one, Radical Reggie. He, was, uh, he said he was show. Well, you're here in chat, my friend. You're here in chat. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, oh, and he's rad. That. So, what's going on? He's rad. So rad fits in, you know. That's right. Rad there you go. That's right. So, yeah, we're all good. Rad fits. <laughs> That's right. Rad. Uh, but yeah, it's good to see everybody here popping in, slowly trickling in. Uh, and uh, we're going to have some fun here talking horror with my man, Aaron. Uh, before we get started, man, I thought we have a little bit, of, little bit of fun once we get started and talk about some of the projects that you've produced. And then we'll go into mm -hmm. your directed projects and we'll lead right, we'll lead right in. The samurai guy likes to build it up. We'll get to the meat oh. and we'll, we'll end with scare package electric boo-boo. That's right. That's right. But before we uh, get started, uh, what got you into filmmaking, man? God, I mean, I think it was a book that uh, my aunt had or someone, someone in my family had that was uh, Jaws. It had some behind the scenes photos of, of people making movies. And there was a picture uh, it, talking about Jaws. And I saw Spielberg. I didn't know yeah. who he was at the time. I just saw this guy with a megaphone and a hat. And I was like, who's that? Like, who's that guy? And then they explained like, oh, that's the director. Like, that's who puts all this together. And then I realized that these movies that I loved had someone like make, I, I just, they kind of seem like magic to me. And I guess they're still magic in many ways. Right. But um, I, I just didn't oh, yeah. think about oh, yeah. Like, yeah. how they're put together, you know? And, and I realized there was this, there could be this force that kind of like puts these out into the world and and I immediately it was just kind of gravitated toward that, you know, and, and I always I, I dabbled in photography. I love writing, you know, and, and I think I sort of and I love music and I sort of kind of combining some of those interests together. And, you know, film really is this like unique amalgamation of like all these different trades and all these different artistic endeavors. And so, yeah, it was always a thing. But then, you know, life happened and. You're like, uh, you can't actually make it as a filmmaker and you go off to school. I was going to go to medical school and all this different stuff. I worked in the game industry for a long time. I worked in tech. I did everything but pursue what I loved. And then finally, you know, it wasn't until I was in my late 20s and I was like, you know what, I have to do something about this. And, uh, you know, decided to get a couple of friends together and start writing shit, you know. And uh, we made our first short films, and and that was nice. a little over a decade ago. Yeah. Nice, nice. Did it did it start with uh, this movie right here? 
<laughs> that's so funny. You should, that's that's that poster. <laughs> my poster. Um, it's uh, so that you know, I will say that movie is probably one of the biggest influences in the scare package world, and like what really because that was where Jeremy King and I started. Who plays Rad Chad? We started working together, and that's the first rendition of a Buckley. So he plays Padre Buckley, and he's got a bolo tie. And so that's where that all okay. started. Okay, all right. And and kind of evolved. Right. But um, no, there was another short before that called Malevolence. It's not very good. Um, and uh, But that was, I think, my second you short. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, well, right, I mean, look, right. it's fine. I think it's good. to we. I made another short film, but no one will ever see that I think is awful. And then you got to just kind of like work through stuff and like find your voice. You just experiment right. and try. Like, I just wanted to get my friends together, throw some blood around, you know, challenge myself to do different styles and tones, you know, and, and Chupacabra became, and that's why it's a VL that's deliberate. It's that silly. Um, So VL Chupug Cabra. It's about my pug (laughs) turning into a Chupacabra who was just my editor. The editor on scare package (laughs) two is the guy who turned into the pug in that movie. Oh, Um, really? Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's, (laughs) I have to see this now. I have to see. It's 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 there's there's like a really good killing montage that's all played to okay. uh uh what is it um uh Mickey by Tony Basil her Mickey in Spanish and it's a killing montage with that song playing Mickey you know hey Mickey you're so fine you're so fine you blow my mind like yeah yeah and we yeah, were like yeah. editing oh. to the beat of that with like Perfect. kills and blood and all that other than that it's not uh it's not oh, it's not too great but but yeah, that was yeah. so fun though you know like doing that <laughs> shit was so fun yeah so that really kind of opened up yeah. a, a world for us you know in the horror comedy space and what we started to do nice nice and we we love we love our horror comedies here on the channel for sure man return of the dead uh evil dead too i mean we love that stuff uh oh, but uh yeah let's talk about some projects uh uh you've produced here uh starry eyes yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was like my first. Man, that was a great movie. It's fantastic. Yeah, Dennis and Kevin killed it, and Travis Stevens, who's the lead producer on that, I learned a lot from him. And that was a movie that you know really kind of taught me. I learned a lot about how to make a low budget feature film and make it good. You know, and like how to the, the yeah, phrase yeah. put put the dollars on the screen. You know, and what we could do there. So there that was go. kind of my first foray into that a little bit. And, and I, I was really, you know, just kind of a bystander. I was learning, I was helping in any way I could. And, um, you know, Dennis and Kevin went on to do pet cemetery after that. And they've got another beautiful thing they're working on. And so it's cool, but yeah, that was like my kind of first like real steps into like real feature length horror that, you know, I, I could learn from. And I, I thought there was a model here that we could follow. And that credit goes to, to Travis Stevens in particular, who, who kind of showed me the ropes a little bit. Yeah, that's a great movie. That's awesome that you were part of that. And the lead actress, who, could we could just give her the Oscar? Uh, yeah, for right? her performance in that movie, man. Yeah, yeah. It so just It's great. weird. I just, just came full circle, and I just worked with Alex on a movie called Trim Season that's coming out uh, the later this year. And uh, I remember when we saw her nice. audition, it just blew us away. We wanted an unknown. You know, for the lead in in, um, in right. Starry Eyes, and you know that that was again Dennis, Kevin, and Travis who really kind of found her, and and I was like blown away when I saw what she could do, and and I'm so I'm so glad to see her, you know, working with Mike Flanagan now, and just like often doing these amazing things, and 
it's yeah. uh, it's always a good feeling. Yeah. You know, you feel like you, you help discover someone and give them a platform and then seeing those people, you know, off and doing big and better things is such a great, such a great thing to be a part of. Nice. Nice. Now I have to click on a few of these that I have not, not seen. Now this just looks and sounds hilarious. Let's, what's it's this funny. About? <laughs> it's funny. So okay. the original title, the original title of that was the vice guide to Bigfoot. Uh, but vice wanted to sue us. So they had to change the title. Um, and Aww. that's, you know, my pals, you know, Zach and Tim who made this and there are these improv comedic guys and they want, it's basically like a vice story where they're going to investigate, uh, uh, you know, is there, is, does, is Bigfoot real? And, and it's like this hipster dude and he's like so right, upset, right, right. upset with everything. And then they find maybe a real Bigfoot and it goes haywire and that movie, it's playing on Showtime right now. Okay. I, so honestly, I'm glad you brought it up because nobody talks about oh. that. And I just EP'd it. I, I, we didn't, you know, we weren't start to finish making that movie. I was just an executive producer, but I love what they did. And it's so funny. That movie's so funny. Um, oh, so I'm, I'm proud to have a part. Of, yeah, yeah. It's a cool, it's a cool little, little film. And I thought they did something great for no money on that. Yeah, it's a blast. Nice. That's perfect because I actually have Showtime, so I could check it out for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's worth, worth seeing. Yeah, worth nice. seeing for sure. Now, this just looks this just wild. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> is that's, it wild? So, so, it is. It is. So, that so that poster artist, by the way, is the same poster artist that did Scare Package. That's Mark Schoenbach nice. of Service Designs. And I brought him in to do this poster. And yeah, I mean, that's John Valley. So I'm based in Austin, Texas. And John is this super talented filmmaker. And he was he was in the middle of finishing up this movie. And he came to me and he's like, we don't really know what to do. We're trying to figure out what to, to come in. And I came in and post and was like, look, let's here's how we can wrap this up and helped him kind of like get it out there to the world. Um, and I just I thought it was awesome. But it's it's a satirical take on what if the the guy who went to shoot up Pizzagate, like it really happened, like and, and it went through with some of this and, 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 and the journey of like the way he got indoctrinated and all this, it's not like a QAnon film, but it's, it is about conspiracy theories. It is about all this, yeah. but it's a, it's like grindhouse movie. Like that's the way I think of it. It's kind of like this grindhouse, like seventies art exploitation kind of thing. Nice. But that movie's right. gnarly. I mean, it was, um, God, I want to say it was like Vice, oddly, in a weird, ironic twist. The Vice company that that actually um, gives reviews said it was the best movie about the Trump era in the Trump era. Um, it's, uh, but it's not like meant to be political in that way. It's it's interesting. Like I, right. I encourage people to check it out. But it's it's a gnarly movie. Yeah, I think um, it used to be called Dunk. Okay. That was the original title. Yeah, uh, I gotta check it out. Was this one? Yeah, it's fun. I'm right guy. We'll check it out for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah. Man, there's so many Shutter exclusives and uh, projects that you were part of that came out last year. Man, congratulations! I was like, holy crap! Yeah. Um, yeah, we this, had a lot. This one right, this one right here. Uh, would this be considered Alicia Silverstone's first, like, <laughs> horror thriller? <laughs> um, I mean, maybe you know. Uh, Man, that movie was such a challenge. Um, you know, <laughs> I will say, so look, I'm proud of things that we accomplished on that movie for the budget. Okay. But man, I saw you this, shaking uh, your head there for a second. I will. I, 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 it's, it's a movie that at Paper Street, we want to forget. Let's just put it that way. But I will oh, say. Okay. This. 
I'm sorry Alicia, no, 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 absolutely. Okay, Alicia okay, okay. was wonderful. James Tupper. All right. Wonderful. Okay. You know, I got to go back to Florida. I made that at Universal Studios and one of their water parks. And we built oh, an, an eight and a half foot mechanical shark, you know, for that. So there was some cool shit that we did. Yeah. The problem was once it got in distribution, they removed the mechanical shark, replaced it all with CGI. And then we ran out of money. No. And they couldn't even finish yeah, so the the VFX weren't even barely finished. Um, I have to be careful. There's only so much I'm allowed oh, to say no. or not say. But let's just say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Is, in my opinion, it's an incomplete movie, and I did not have control to finish gotcha. it the way that I yeah. thought it should be. But you know, uh, Lavankia, wow. um, who was the director, was great, and our crew was wonderful, and Alicia was wonderful. But it um, didn't come out the way that I think it should have come out. Um, cause again, Jaws is my favorite movie and I have a Jaws gotcha, tattoo, gotcha. you know, and, and I talked about how that influenced oh, me. So, oh, oh, let me, let's take a look at that. Yeah. Oh, the Jaws tattoo. Can you show the tattoo of, then? Again? There, a little bit there. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Classic. But, um, what a but classic. Like, we named the shark Barb as a, as an antithesis to Bruce, you know, and like it's right, 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 right. So we had good intentions. It just didn't quite, <laughs> you know, some movies, yeah. Don't don't come out the way you expect, you know. But um, that's okay. Why did we get it? I I totally get it. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. It is what it is. Uh, I was just I was just kind of curious, you know, if the shark, if the the practice. Oh, good. Oh, great. I was just curious if you know the shark was already made. Why did they just say, "Oh, we'll just do CGI"? It was just the literal cheaper. What they. I mean, it wasn't cheaper. It was they spent money that we were spending somewhere else on that, but it was it looks too rubbery was the term used. So take that where oh, you will. That's what they were saying. Oh boy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So not, not ideal, copy that. But that's okay. Copy that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's all good. Like it, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, yeah, let's look at some other projects here. Tell us about some yeah. of these that that came out last year. Yeah, Revealer's fantastic. I, I'm so proud of what Luke Boyce and you know and, and Brett and the whole team put together to make that. Um, Sarah Sharp and they um this was a movie that was one of the first films that was made during the pandemic. It was made in like June or July of 2020. And that's why it was written to be in a peep show booth, because they had to have the two. We could literally couldn't put the two actors together in the same room for a while, so we had to have two peep show booths. Oh, but it's about, okay. It's it's basically about a um, a woman, a dancer, and then a you know a Christian radicalized naysayer who both get locked locked in a peep show booth together during the night of the apocalypse, and it's a uh, you know it's a gnarly concept, and, nice. and I think I think Luke did. <laughs> You know, Luke did a really yeah. great job of pulling that out, putting the, again, putting the dollars on the screen and, um, you know, helped produce that and sold it to Shutter. And um, yeah, I think that came out really great for, especially for the budget. They made that so low budget. And, and, and also trying to make something, you know, early in the pandemic when it was just so hard to get anything done. And they, they really yeah. did. And that's, again, credit right. to like Sarah Sharp and their producers, you know, pulling that off on set there. Nice, nice. Another one on the list. I got to check it out yeah. for sure. I love yeah, Shutter, man. Good. I love Shutter. And speaking of yeah. speaking of Shutter, we got some some vamp action going on yeah. here. Blood relatives. Yeah, yeah. That tell was... us a little bit about this one. 
Yeah. So, you know, Noah is someone I've known for goodness, uh, many, many years. Uh, he was in my first feature. Well, he was, we met on Starry Eyes actually. So he was in Starry okay. Eyes. That's where we met. We became pals from there. And then he had been in everything I had done, you know, the pale door camera obscura, the movies I had directed. And so he, and then I gave him his first directorial effort, which was in scare package one. And he did the Mr. Segment and the first scare package. And nice. one of the things that we like to do is we're trying to like work with filmmakers in scare package and then make features either from those segments or just, you know, adjacent to like in the same world um, from there and continue working with those people and kind of building out this universe that all started with these anthology films. And so, yeah, he had a couple ideas and, you know, the one pitch he had was this is uh, paper moon meets vampires. And I was like that. I love it. I love that idea. And, you know, and him and um, our, our good friend, Lial Name, who's, uh, you know, kind of running point on that and talked to us about it. And uh, we we brought it to Austin in my backyard and nice. shot, you know, um, that one we shot in uh, November of 2022. And it just came out one year later. So that was a quick turnaround on that one. And uh, but yeah, it was great. And, you know, Victoria Morales is wonderful. Josh Rubin, other producing partner on that, wonderful. And Cameron Burns, my regular producing partner. And. Yeah, it was great to see Noah kind of take that step. He's also in the new Knives Out, and um, he plays Daryl, the guy in the background in Knives Out too, the whole time. He pops up, you know. So he's been in all Ryan Johnson's movies. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's been around the block for a while, especially as an actor. So he knew his way around the set, and yeah, it was that was a that was a fun experience, you know. And I'm, I'm proud of how that came out. Nice. Got to got to check that one out too. Get some some vamp action. Family yeah. sucks is the tagline, which is hilarious. Yeah, uh, yeah, let's keep it rocking and rolling here. This one looks wild. Yeah. That comes out in like five hours. So, oh shit, uh, yeah, it's coming out like in like five hours. So that'll be uh, on Shutter here at I think like or I guess three a.m. Uh, Eastern. You know, is when it'll it'll right, pop right, up because right, it's specific. Right. But yeah, so this is. So that that gentleman there in the main photo and the main uh, poster is John Michael Simpson. John John Michael was in Cold Open of the first scare package, and Emily Hagens, who wrote and directed that segment for us, she wrote and directed this. And nice. what what I loved about this script when I first read it was this. To me, it's a rom com horror movie and i had never seen that before i just thought that was such like a wild idea yeah it's, yeah, um, yeah i kept saying it was like uh you know john hughes by way of james wan you right, know right, and, right. and that just was fun to me <laughs> and so it's another horror comedy you know it's really sweet like we do have this you know we're making a lot of films where we have a slogan that we're kind of like leaning into a little bit now which is called horror with heart and that's all a great right, example. Right. blood relatives too scare the scare package movies are that and it's just oh, something yeah. where like oh, yeah. you might, it, they don't all have to make you feel like shit when you're done. You know, <laughs> I like some of those movies too. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but yeah. there's just something I think, you know, especially with the pandemic and everything, like, I think it's just, we've like wanted to make some things that were either a little uplifting or fun or just kind of yeah. left of center in some weird way. And, and that's what, sorry about the demon, blood relatives, revealer, scare package movies. They're all, they're all in that space for sure. Nice, nice. Especially, you know, I agree with you. The horror with heart. I like that because you, you definitely get that from the Scare Package movies, man. I couldn't stop smiling. 
That's I couldn't the, stop smiling. <laughs> that's the goal. That's the goal. You know. Yeah. Now, now this looks more of like the thr- this was more thriller esque, but I'm really interested in this one because I love the lead actor. He's phenomenal, and I love the one location movies. Mm-hmm. And man, I saw the trailer to Old Man, and I was like, oh, I got to see this. This is right yeah. up. Samurai Guys Alley. Talk a little bit about this without spoiling it, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is definitely, it was based on a play and this was early in the pandemic and we had to find a project that could work where we could keep it contained. So it's really just about a lost hiker in the woods, stumbles onto a cabin and, you know, and and Stephen Lang is there and they both are not quite who they seem and they're having these conversations and things start to go awry. And that's all I'll say. Um, but man, I, I, so look, I know I'm biased, but I think Stephen Lang should be nominated for like, you know, all the awards. He, I think he's, he's so good. He's phenomenal in this movie too, because he's doing yeah. something like he's okay. great in Avatar and he's great in Don't Breathe and Don't Get Me Wrong. But what he does in this, he goes through the gauntlet of of like emotional trauma, right. and okay. and the way he's dealing with so much. And, um, and again, without giving anything away, like it's really, really haunting and beautiful. I think what he does. So, yeah, I mean, look, that is not I don't call people call it a horror film. I don't think it's a horror film to me. Yeah. It's just it's more of a, a thriller. I call it a chamber thriller is what we've been calling it. Um, OK, I like that but, chamber thriller. Yeah. yeah, it's Lucky McKee, though, who directed it, you know, who directed May and the woman. Oh, love May. Yeah. 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 So it's a fantastic director, sick lead actor, Mark Center. Nice who's from the woods also in starry eyes. It's where I met Mark center and he's the other lead in this. So it's just a really good group of folks. And I, I love this movie. I love this movie. I I'm super proud of it, but it's, it's been extremely divisive for some people, but I get it. Cause it's people are expecting like, don't breathe. And it's not, it's not a movie like that, right. but it is, gotcha. it is just like make you think, you know, kind of Twilight Zony in a way, and and I won't say much else. But man, uh, yeah. slang as he call he calls himself slang. You have to call him that. Like slang is All right. Um, he's right. I like yes. that. Yeah, sexy sumo is correct. He is a complete badass <laughs> in everything he does. That man's gonna outlive me. Like hundred <laughs> percent. He's going to outlive like, all of us. Yeah, man. I'm serious. Like <laughs> he's up at 6 a.m., you know, just like working out, running around, like doing everything. I mean, he's just, he's just a machine, a machine. Yeah. I'm calling him slang now moving forward. Yeah. He, he'll I'm insist it. He'll insist on it. You ever meet him in person? Nice. He'll insist on it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I love that guy. That guy. I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even know he was Ike in Tombstone. He's so Did good you? in that, right? Yeah. I was like, wow, that's Stephen yeah. Lane right there. When we <laughs> hired blew, him. Blew me away. Yeah, Lucky and I, the director, and we hired him, and, and Mark, my fellow producer, we were like going through and watching old, you know, Stephen Lang performances, and there's so many. He's a chameleon. Like people don't realize like how many how many different movies he's been. Manhunter, like he's done some shit that people would be surprised. Like, oh my god, that's Stephen Lang as well. Because again, yeah. they just know him in this era of right. what he's done. But man, right, right, right. he is. Yeah. He's he's amazing. Um, and he's like a trained despot. Like he works in New York with like the act with the um, what's it called? Uh, basically, all the theater people up there in New York. All right, and like right. you know, and trains other actors and stuff too. Like he's just nice. The guy's just uh, he's one of those actors, actors. You know what I mean? Like he wants to perform. He wants to gotcha. like have this thing. It's not just 
like, I just want to make movies. Like, you know, he wants to perform. He wants to be a thespian, you know, in every way. Gotcha. Gotcha. Plus, it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's cool, you know, to hear that he's spreading the knowledge and the experience to the, to the young bucks. That is awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, uh, Old Man is on the list. It's on Samurai yeah. Guy's list to watch. Cool. So let's jump to some of your directed uh, efforts here. Uh, talk yeah. about, a little bit about this one. Yeah, so that was Camera Obscura was my first feature. We made this in 2016. We actually made it with NBC Universal, which was crazy. Um, unfortunately, the movie, they never released my cut um, of the film. So it's not, it's got some things in it that aren't supposed to be there. And like the ending oh. is at the beginning and some weird stuff that uh, is kind of right, unfortunate. Right, right. But but I worked with Christopher Denham, you know, who's from Argo. He's in the upcoming um, Oppenheimer yeah, that's a kid like in this dream sequence, like coming out of a pool. And I had, there's some cool practical gags that we did. Um, there's a pretty gnarly like that. There's a scene there that's Nadia Bobaleva, where she's like in a bathroom and this and the bat and we did this practically in a real house and real bathroom. That glass broke practically. We we rigged it with magnets. Then she turns around, the tub starts you know pouring blood. That's all practical blood pouring in the tub. Oh, and wow. then the then the tub catches on fire literal oh. actual fire in this room and she has to like deal with all of this in a small little bathroom and all right, i did it all, right. all practical and so there's there's some stuff i'm really proud of i wish i could have shown my version of that movie and what it right. could have been um because it's yeah but it's interesting like that's a film that was a psychological thriller in every way it's kind of like a fuck with your head like what's real, what isn't, you know, yeah, as a yeah, photographer yeah. who has PTSD and he's like seeing dead bodies in these photos that he shoots. And he's like, is, are these yeah. in the future? Are these real, you know, what's going on? And he starts to lose his mind and it, it ends in a very, <laughs> um, uh, and this, this part was mine. It's a very depressing ending and kind of heartbreaking. And, and I watched it a lot in theaters and with people and I was like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of down. <laughs> You know, after watching this movie so many times. So then Scare Package kind of became the palate cleanser to that movie. I was like, what is the opposite of that that we can do? (laughs) And that's that's kind of what that ended up being. But Jeremy King is in that movie too. He's another Buckley. He plays uh is it Thad Buckley? Like we have a different name each time, but like uh, yeah, yeah. He's another Buckley with a mustache and a bolo every time. Yeah. (laughs) He's so good, that guy, man. That guy is is so good. Uh, nice, nice, nice. Have to check that one out too. Now, this one, I definitely enjoyed this one. It's people think it's, I mean, it's it's hard to make a movie, period, but people yeah. think it's easy to make a Western. It is not easy <laughs> to make a Western. I've seen recent Westerns where it looks like they went to Walmart and they're just wearing like modern clothes and they just got the cowboy hat, but it's supposed to be a period piece. Yeah. It's not yeah. easy to make a Western, yet a horror Western. Yeah. And I've I've been disappointed. I've been pleased by some. I mean, I love Bone Tomahawk and the Deborahs yeah. and all that. Uh some of them nail it, and some of them they 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 don't nail it. Uh, they kind of missed a mark, but uh I really enjoy the pale door, man. Oh, thank you so much. Like that's that's a movie that's really important to me. And 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 you know, it's interesting. Like, even some of the critiques that are there, there's some that I think are valid. But so much of it that's is like either people wanted it to be more horror or more western, you know. Right. And I I wanted it first. I wanted it to be a western first. So okay. The dialogue, the styling, the way people yeah. talk and interact with each other it's it's a western. 
through and through. Right. And I think right. even when you look at modern westerns, I think a lot of times people don't. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to say that they're not. They're not as educated on some of this. But like, you get to like the Sergio Leone type westerns, the spaghetti westerns, and what was there. There was a style to that, and we really yes. mimicked a lot of that style and what was there. And I'm really proud of how we pulled that off. Um, but I also know tonally that's hard to do because we're also doing a movie that's so much of that is about my dad. There's no Segan again. Um, so much about that is you know my father and my brother and like personal a personal story that we had and you know, what happened with me growing up and all that. And uh, there's Bill Sage, uh, legend. Bill Sage is in everything. Um, and, and uh, you know, but it was a movie that I had to make. It was just this thing that I just had to make. And, I mean, we turned a, a you know, a church practically upside down. You know, that, that I made. Was insane. Yeah, thank you. Like, that, how, that was... how did you pull that off? <laughs> so we literally built that. So that church was built. Um, okay. All from scratch, you know, the, all, you know, all the way through. And what we did is we built it so that we could mount things to the ceiling and we took all the pews and everything and mounted it. And then I positioned, you know, we had windows. And the thing about windows is if you just put the treatments upside down on a window and you look yeah. at it, it looks like you're upside down. Right. So okay, we had okay. all these tricks of it, but it's all practical. So that was practically done. And then we just took a motion sensor camera and we actually you know, we did a, a full, you know, a full rotating camera to disorient the audience to start where it looks upside down, but we're actually starting upside down. And then we go right side up. Um, and yeah, I, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I'm really proud of that. And then, yeah, I made Stan Shaw from the monster squad, you know, vomit Dude. out a black crow and shit. I mean, I know cool. I yeah. mean, two veteran, two veteran actors right here. You know, I, yeah. I, you know, I enjoyed, uh, um, uh, what you call from the innkeepers. You know, Pat Healy, you know, yeah, yeah, Pat yeah. Healy. Thank you, thank you, Pat Healy. Yeah, yeah, he was good in the Innkeepers. Yeah, he's great in everything, man. Ch cheap yeah. thrills. <laughs> um, he shows up all the time in movies. Constantly. I mean, he's yeah. in the new that new Showtime series um, uh, with Michael Shannon. Um, he's in that show too, and he he's always popping up. And Pat is, you know, one of those guys. Again, I knew him from Starry Eyes, so that's another right. one he played. You know, he played the uh, the the overzealous manager. In that movie so i kept touch with these people and i'm like how do we leverage this and you know how can we work together again and nice. um and then stan shaw is just someone i've known since i was a kid you know not not sorry not person i've known of since i was a kid that i wanted right, to work right, with right. and you know it's like how do i get someone to kind of come in here and with this presence that had to be able to deliver this yeah. like speech you know and what's there and, and i get that like a movie that's like really fast and then it slows it way down and then goes fast and it slows it way down can like yeah disorient some people but that's what i wanted to do you know and, and that's the movie right. i wanted to make and uh i'm, I'm super proud of it i i, I, well, love I enjoyed it, it my friend i enjoyed it my thank friend. you especially yeah, was... and huge shout out to the stunt women and the stunt team yeah uh in this i mean man they were badasses man yeah yeah uh jen raider and then like like it is amazing what i mean we're throwing people literally pulling them through doors throwing them off balconies throwing them down flights of stairs you know and they're doing this after being in head-to-toe makeup to look like burnt charred witches yeah. for you know four to five hours and and it's just it's a lot it's a lot to ask because you can't you can't pad them the right way you know right. so so that's what stunt people do if you notice in stunts they're always wearing baggier clothing or what's needed to kind of like pad that so, you know, we had to find the ways to like hide that as much as we could and still make it safe for them. 
but still like pull off this like crazy shit. And, um, and what's crazy is some of those women are, they're like five different witches and I just redesigned them in different ways. And I'm like, okay, shoot you now falling off this. Okay. Now look this direction. Now you've got this wig on You're a different looking one. Now shoot you doing this, you know, it works. And, it works. Well, that's what you have to do. I mean, that movie was, that was the toughest movie we ever made by far. We had yeah. category five tornadoes. Oh my goodness. Set. Um, we lost time days. We had uh, flooding. Um, it, wow. it just was, you know, we, we lost like three, four days of shooting in the middle of shooting. Oh my um, goodness. So it was really, really trying. But the fact that we still finished it, still got it made, yeah. you know, um, I'm, I'm super proud of. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. And now, uh, before we get before we get to the next one, any future westerns? Any more in the future, baby? I don't think so. I <laughs> that was you're so winning. hard. You, you scratched your western itch. You're good. Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> I, there's part of me that like wishes I could do it with the money I was supposed to have and with the days I was supposed to have. Gotcha. But we lost, we lost some money and we lost days. And I kind of, I'm like, man, if I could just reshoot a couple of these moments, but that's what always happens. You know, you finish a movie and what's there. So it is what it is. There's the movie you write, the movie you shoot and the movie you make. Right. So gotcha. that's what happened there. But no, I, I think it'd be, I think it'd be a while. Cause it's just, it's hard. It's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but at least you got it finished and, and it's out for people to watch and enjoy. So that's all, yeah. that, that's all that yeah. matters at the end of the day. So awesome. Awesome. But now, smiles, friend. Smiles, like hilariosity, badassity. Uh, Samurai Guy was enjoying this. This is one of the best horror anthology I've seen in a long time, Matt. Like, this was so, so much fun. I mean, there's so many, there's so many '80s horror references mm-hmm. that I just, I, I lost count. I, I, I can't even yeah. list them all because I'm sure I missed. Probably fifty or hundred more. Oh, but just what a <laughs> what a love letter, man! What a love letter. You guys have got to watch the Scare Package movies, man. You got to watch them. But yeah, oh, just just yeah, so so much fun, so much fun. I mean, I was just busting up, and uh, all of these stories, man. Like <laughs> the slasher guy yeah. who's not really a slasher. I mean, that cracked me up. This yeah. one here is this is what this is one of my favorites. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So funny. I show I showed my wife this man. She was she was dying. Oh my god, yeah. she was having so much fun with this one, dude. But dude, the gore effects, the yeah. gore effects in both of these movies are legit, guys. Like it's not just fun and comedy and just you know eighties homage, you know goodness. The gore effects. I mean, who who did the gore? Who did the creature and gore effects? In this? Yeah, yeah. Well, first off, thank you so much. Like this was definitely the movie that we had no one telling us what to do. This was like the movie that was like exactly the way we wanted it. It was just me and my friends. We we put our own money into it. We had no idea what was going to happen. And it was like, let's just, let's just push it to 11 every opportunity. Like who cares? Like if it makes me laugh, we're doing it. So, you know, and, and across the board, I mean, I would say Tate Steinsek, who's the guy who some folks might know him from um, face off the show face off. And, he was probably the main the main through line for for most of Scare Package One. Um, Ryan Shadley also did some effects. Um, he did the ninety came back again segment uh, for Anthony Cousins, um, and then Eric Zapata 
who worked on, he worked on a couple of different ones. So each, each segment was done at a different time. So we had different people, but it was very important that, um, oh, also Russell effects who just did Hellraiser. They worked on that a little bit too. So everyone that we brought in was specifically catered to like what that segment needed and what I was trying to do, because like, sometimes there's a person that you need to make a monster. And then there's a person you need to do gags. That's like cutting off limbs and whatever. And we get very intricate about it. Like we care about our gore. We care about the way that we stage those. So it's, it's meticulously put together. And that's something that like, as like the overseer of all this, you know, I wrote and directed the main story, but I'm also producing and approving the individual segments with Cameron Burns, my creative partner. And so we're like, you know, something will come in. You talk about the, the goo guy segment, the melting man. Yeah, yeah. So Chris, Chris McEnroy, I remember who's the writer director is just so talented. We have a feature <laughs> we're trying to make with him now too. Oh, That's in right. the same kind of world and same bullshit craziness. Nice. But um, he, yeah, I remember him writing something. He's like, I don't know. Am I going too far here with this? I'm like, no, go further. Just do it. Just go, yes. just go, you know? And it's like, let's just like, don't hold anything back. Cause I, I had no idea if anyone was going to like this. I had no idea if we'd ever get to do anything like this again. So it's just like throw everything at the wall and see what Let's sticks. Do it. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah. And then people like yourselves and whatever dug it. And, uh, you know, here we are now with a sequel, which is wild. Yeah. Nice. Did you always want to do a horror anthology at some point? Or this was just something that is, hey, let's just try this. No, you know, I actually um, credit to Cameron Burns, like I said, my creative partner, because he brought up after camera obscura we were like okay we had a little bit of money that we had raised and then universal came in and funded that whole movie so we had that money set aside and we're like what can we go make that's like no budget and how can we make this and i was writing another idea and he's like we should do an anthology because we could spread it out you know and it was smart i was like i agree but creep shows about to come out the vhs right. is is coming back um you know uh, southbound i thought was so good you know and i'm like why are we can't compete with them we don't have the budget and we are we are the lowest budget of every single anthology out there by a much wow. wider margin than people know like i guarantee you wow. none well, of those like show. It oh well, thank you here well <laughs> we, we try to put the dollars on the screen you know that that's the motto so. there you go um, again, but, um, but yeah, like compared to like VHS and compared to even more trick right. collection, all that, and I, these are all my friends films. I'm not, they're, they're wonderful. And I love these movies, but we're like, you know, a fifth <laughs> of gotcha. some of wow. their budgets and stuff. Yeah. So, wow. um, wow. so yeah, you know, and, and I, we didn't know where that was going to really go, but Cam was like, we should do this. And I was like, okay, well let me, and that, I took that weekend. I'm, I'm a little OCD. I get very like where I want to obsess over an idea or like a concept yeah. or how we can make something happen. And I took the weekend and I watched every anthology I could. And I made like a spreadsheet of like what I liked and didn't. And I was like, okay, here's the model. Like, here's how we can do this. Like number one, it has to feel cohesive. Like I don't want, okay. it has to, they all have to be the same tone. So it's either all serious or all comedy or all this. Uh, number two, there has to be a through line, something that's connecting them all together. And number three, that connection it needs to be its own story so like i wanted the wraparound i used to i would watch these segments and and i'd get annoyed when the wraparound came back and i'm like no just give it to another segment so i was like i want the opposite to happen i want you to be just excited for the rap as you are for a segment and then it needs to have like the same composer sound designer colors like so that it feels like because so many of these things just like felt disjointed Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. and i was like it needs to feel like one movie 
And right. so we did that. And I was like, and then I leaned into the horror comedy and the original title was tropes. And the idea was that every segment was a different set of horror tropes. Right. We were subverting. Right. But then I was, I was like, well, if, if it's, if the movie's about tropes, then the title needs to be a trope too. So then we went to scare package, kind of like the, you know, the puns of that era, like the silent night, deadly night, you right, know, right, chopping right. mall. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, yeah. that kind of stuff. So yeah. we, uh, we played, we played with that and that's, that's where it really came from, but, but it wouldn't happen if Cameron didn't push me. Cause I was right. not, I was not going to, not going to do it. And I'm so glad he did because it kind of worked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and speaking of, <laughs> hold on one second. Speaking of uh chopping mall, man, you had, you yeah. had some horror icon legends. You had Kelly Maroney. That's yeah. right. In the, the scare package too. Yeah, how fun wonderful. was that having her on set there? Oh, it was such a dream. Such a dream. that and Night of the Comet. Like I love yes. Night of the Comet so much. Yes. It's so fun. Um, yeah, you know, I knew so once we had made the first one, it was like, okay, now this world, like how do you expand this world in the right way? And who would be a part of that? So I was like, I, right. I wanted to bring in, you know, I also wanted to generationally, you know, bring in some other people and stuff there too. So I was like, I want to get a scream queen. You know, that's what I wanted. I wanted to find someone nice. from that era. And uh, yeah, and Kelly immediately jumped at it. And we were so glad that she did. And, you know, like I love that I get to make Kelly. I mean, actually that picture of her vomiting on that's that's Jen Raider who plays Claire. Jen is the witch in uh, one of those stunt witches in the pale. Oh, Thor. really? Yeah. Nice. So I was like, oh, I get to make you know <laughs> Kelly vomit acid on the generator. Like, come on, like, like this is yeah. fun. I'm all in. You know. <laughs> and that's what's all about. And speaking of fun, uh, was this uh, the melt the melting man here? This segment. Was this did this one become one of the fan favorites? Is that why you brought the actor back it, in the it sequel? Did. It did. As, yeah, a, as I mean, like a celebrity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, because we were trying to think of how could we do this? Like, how could I bring Goo Guy, as we call him, Goo Guy, back into this in some way? And he had his own T-shirt with fright rags and stuff and everything from that segment. And we're like, okay, this is definitely the fan favorite. This is definitely something to do. So if we're gonna play in this meta world, and that was a movie that Radhead was watching. What if like, you know, he had written all these letters to the star of that movie and would he show up to his funeral? And then the idea that the right, star of right. that, so we get Kirk. Actually, if you look at him, he's wearing the goo guy shirt from Fright Racks uh, in the movie, <laughs> in Scare Package 2 <laughs> wow, of himself. Wow. And then, you know, signing autographs as goo guy and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I just thought oh, that was man. such a fun thing. And then any opportunity to get Kirk Johnson, who plays that character, who, who's playing himself, uh in yeah. back in a movie is so good because he's so funny he's just so funny yeah he's he's great man and yeah. and, so, and some of the segments were so entertaining that i i would watch them as their own movies <laughs> like yeah like especially especially this one with the character of day and uh the slasher that they had uh, the slasher that just wouldn't not die hilarious man but yeah, yeah i was enjoying it and i love i love how you brought it back uh, in the second one, and I love how you put in that line that you know that our antagonist says that you know sequels are the lifeblood of the horror genre. Or, you know, I like I like yeah, that because yeah, you know, yeah. it's kind of true. We keep coming back, you know. Uh, well, but yeah, well, and also if yeah. you think about it, right? Like when I was a kid growing up, the first Friday Thirteenth I saw was not Friday Thirteenth Part One. You know what I mean? Like I saw like Part Four or Part Six. I think like mm -hmm. we're not 
you know, the era, at least I'm from, like a lot of us, we were so, we were young in the eighties and we're not watching these movies when they first come out. We're finding them later and we're trading VHSs with friends. So you're coming in to horror sequels. That's how, that's your introduction to a lot of these franchises for me. So it's like, that is what invigorated them. And and look, there's no Jason in Friday 13th part one in any way. You yeah. know what I mean? So like right. that that's where it really does become something. And the lifeblood of that series hundred percent comes from there. And again, I have, you know, and I got a Friday 13th tattoo. And like again, it's yeah. part of my it's what I love. It's the shit that I'm into. Yes. And so it was like, you know, how do we play in that kind of space, you know, and, yeah. and, and take all this? But but yeah, I mean, and Anthony, who did um, The Night He Came Back Again, you know, both in the first and the second one, A Scare Package, Anthony Cousins, like it just, that was the only one that we brought back. Number one, because I've never seen a sequel to a segment in an anthology before. So Me neither. Then that meant yeah. I had to do it, you know, so that excites yeah. me when I haven't seen something. So we, we came back and did that. And then that's Chelsea Grant who plays Daisy is just wonderful. I love the, so like Wiley Coyote and like the way she emits the smoke and stuff on her face. is just so great. And, but he was already, he, in the first one, he made the night he came back again, part four, the final kill. So he was already playing in the sequel space. So when we making a sequel, that's really talking about sequel tropes. Let's yeah. do a sequel to our movie that's already about sequels in the sequel, you know? So <laughs> yeah. it just kind of like, I was like, this makes too much sense. So, yeah. I mean, we were hoping to do a third one and and Anthony would oh, come please. back too. He would come back okay. to do an, a third of that, okay. of that segment. Nice. Yeah, that's serious. Nice. You got to keep sure. it going. You got to keep it going for sure. I'm down as uh, long as you all still dig it, you know, we'll keep oh, making yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, we 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 dig it, sir. We dig it. But <laughs> more more villains versus villains is something you don't see. Yeah. You know, I I enjoy that. I, I love that because that's something you really don't see a lot. Yeah. And I had fun had fun with that segment as well. Uh, but your segment, man, definitely playing with the tropes, especially the whole well, you're the final girl and you're the jock. And uh, yeah. you know, just just that whole you're the slut. You know, it was just yeah, hilarious yeah. just playing with that and all the carnage. I absolutely loved the finale, yeah. man. The carnage, oh, the gore. I mean, come on, guys. Death by treadmill? What? I mean, it's <laughs> just proud of too that. good. I'm oh, you thought of that? Favorite... <laughs> no, I'm proud. I'm just proud of it. You know, like that's one of my favorite kills that I've written, you know, which was, again, it, we, I was like, what is the most ridiculous kill you can come up with? Yeah. And, I knew that there was the, the, so he escapes from the room with treadmills and I was like, what would he use in the room? And then I was like, well, the most ridiculous thing is he would throw a treadmill and all my producing partners, they're just like, well, you can't throw a treadmill. That's not going to (laughs) work. You know? And I'm like, well, I'm going to make it work then. So we built a wall. That's a real treadmill, you know, that we, that we stuck at a wall and everything. And um, I'm glad we made that work because I'm, I'm super proud of it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I loved all gore, all the carnage, the music. I mean, just, just man, the cinematography, the way you directed this. It's, I mean, look at this, guys. Everybody watching right now. I mean, this is so, this is great. I just love it, man. And I did not yeah. expect the slasher to, <laughs> to be Dustin Rhodes, man. Gold dust. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. How cool was it working with him? Oh, it was a dream. You know, it's a dream. I mean, I grew up a wrestling fan and, and so I, 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 and when you have to find someone 
that's going to play your masked killer. You have to evoke so much emotion in your body language, in your eyes. And Dustin's just got those like baby blues, you know, that like peers through you. And yeah. he lives in Texas, you know, he's, he's a Texas guy. And, and so I, I had some access to him, you know, being a Texas filmmaker. And, and so I, he was the first choice and I didn't think it was going to work. And it did. And I'm so glad it did because man, he's, he's so rad. And yeah, on AEW right now, what he's doing is like, unbelievably cool shit like that he he's, is he's he's, he's reinvited his clock. career oh yeah. completely completely like he's killing it you know his 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 yeah. bout with his brother like was just one of the best that bloody bout was just insanity and um, that was like yeah. five star match that yeah, was a five completely. star match completely and that's and just Cody. that's just dustin you know who they're just he's just he just brings something to it he cares so much about what he does he loves acting loves it so, you know, I feel bad because the character itself, I didn't know, I didn't know what, what Dustin Rhodes could really do. I right, wrote this, right, right. you know, silent killer type and I kind of wish yeah. I hadn't because I, he's so good and he's so charismatic yeah. that I want to play more up into it. So I have some yeah. ideas, you know, hopefully I can open them up again if I can bring him in the third one, but man, Dust, Dustin Rhodes is like just the sweetest person. His, um, his mother, unfortunately just passed away this past week and he's going oh, through no. a really bad week. Oh, and no, I didn't um, know that. yeah, no, but so just yeah, my my thoughts out to the to the Rhodes family yeah. and what they're dealing with. But um, just you know, he walks up to everyone on set, takes a picture with every single person on the crew. He's like, no, there's no like you know ego with him whatsoever. He's just one of those guys who believes that hard work pays off. He inspires you. And um, I look up to him, man. I think I think he's um, just a wonderful human that I hope more people get to know and experience in this new phase in his career as he, you know, eventually yeah. moves out of wrestling. You know. Yeah, he's a legend. That guy's a legend. Completely, for sure, completely, for sure. And speaking of legends, man, how did you get this guy to show up in your movie, Joe Bob Briggs? <laughs> oh my goodness, man! I was busting up, but he just came in out of nowhere. Love yeah. It. Yeah. Well, I knew it had to be out of nowhere. I, it needed to be, but I will say it's interesting when I cast Joe Bob, I wrote him into the script. There was no shutter resurgence. He hadn't come back yet. Like none of that stuff had happened. So some of my friends, even horror fans, mind you, I sent the script and they're like, who's Joe Bob Briggs? And I'm like, Ugh, okay, yeah, well, I'm like, it doesn't matter fired. if you you're all fired, <laughs> yeah. but I grew, I grew up, you know, I grew up with him, you know, I grew up with yeah. monster vision, you monster know, vision, yeah. I, he was part of my horror education as a kid. And I was like, okay, if they're doing in the, in the ending of scare package one, they're doing these tests to understand how horror films work. Well, they would bring in an expert, a subject matter expert to help them. So I was like, if you're going to have a subject matter expert, who would you have that knows horror? And there were only two names that came to mind. And number one was Joe Bob Briggs. Number two was Elvira. Like, so yeah, right. that was it. And, uh, and I was like, let's get Joe Bob, you know, lean into this. And, you know, John, again, another guy who just like came in, he, we, we wrote dialogue that he wanted to do on the day. There was some improvisation that he did that was just so hilarious. He's so smart. I mean, not that anybody doesn't know <laughs> this, like Joe Bob's a genius. Right. Um, and the way John, right, John has right. shit figured out on a level. I, I love when people like, the, the people that critique him at times that just have no clue who they're talking to. They have no idea how smart John Bloom is. They have no idea. They just do not get it. Yeah. This guy's a pure right. genius and, and has, he's playing a character at times, but even that character is just, 
to me, it's everything that I love about horror because it's like telling you that you fit in, you're part of this bigger world. You know, the, the idea of the mutant family and all that just like touches my heart because I, I didn't feel like I fit in as a kid, you know, and I love this shit and I didn't know who else was like me and all that. And I felt like I had that, you know, with Joe Bob. So to get to bring him in and do that, you know, and then tease him here in the second That's one cool. too and is just yeah. so, so You're great. a moron. Yeah, he's That's, yeah. That's him. That was improvised. <laughs> that was improvised by him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he ran a bike. Oh, man. And, and we did a few takes, yeah. and I was like, I love it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. I yeah. had the uh, uh, the writers, the Gear Brothers, I had the writers of the film, The Retaliators, uh, mm -hmm. that came out last year. And I had them, I had them on the channel a couple of times. And and um, we just love talking films. And, and we both... <laughs> They, said, they they sent me the episode, Joe Bob Briggs episode, where he was talking. I think it was Howling 7. Hmm. I think it was Howling 7. I, I don't remember, but um, it's notoriously bad. I think I think Joe Bob gave it zero stars. Like it was like <laughs> just so bad. And I, I watched his episode when I was laughing hysterically. And then me and the Gear Brothers, we had to talk about it. We reviewed it here on the channel, which we had a lot of fun just was rolling. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's so awesome. You got a, a chance to have them on in your projects, man, for sure. Now, how did you pull this shot off? Oh, the yeah. Flying that's like, axe. That was fun. So you actually rig it to the actual dolly itself. So you okay. take uh, an arm. So you have the dolly that you're that's on track. So you can push it really, really fast. And then you take uh, an arm, a metal arm, you stick out and then you rig the ax there and then you have that as your focal point. And then oh. you pull back as fast as you can and then you ramp the footage and it just kind of like speeds up and zooms into you. Okay. Um, which was a blast, you know? Yeah, um, I love but, stuff like that. Oh, that, that whole sequence in the hallway there, I'm really proud of because we have him walk out and then we have that ax that hits, that hits a gentleman and then we flip around and we're upside down and we flip back up, you know, and actually me doing that flip shot that reveals the impaler when they're running with that DP, that was what gave us the idea in the pale door on how we would flip and go upside down. And ah. stuff. So like, you know, you you have a little thing you test out in one movie and then you kind of take it a little right. further in another movie, yeah. you know, and yeah, all that. For sure. but yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a blast. It was a blast. So it was a no brainer to do a, another one. You were like, we got to, we got to do it. I mean, or did you want I, to do a series of uh, horror anthologies? <laughs> well, well, as soon as I realized that people, I, I never thought this was going to happen. Truly, like we did not think this was going to happen, you know. And Shutter was like, "Look, this is doing really well. Like this is nice. really blowing up, you know." And, and I was like, "Oh my god, okay. Well, then we have to do this, right? We got to keep it because it was so much fun, you know. It was yeah. this thing and." And I was like, look, if we do it, and Shutter at the time, I'll just I'll be honest, they tried to buy the rights to the whole scare package franchise. And I said, No, I'm not gonna sell that, even though I don't know them say that's worth a ton of money. I just didn't want to do that. Like I was like, I want to make you. sure we're making this our way and we're gonna be as silly and as ridiculous as we want, and no yeah. one's gonna tell us no. And they there were like, go. they and they just let us do it. They're like, go do your thing. You have free reign. Um, you know, we had a few notes, but they were great notes, you know, and we could choose to take them or not. Um, and so it was very different than the first film because the first film was like scraped together a few extra thousand to blow a car up, you know, right, scraped right, together, right. like all these little things that we couldn't figure out, you know, and we're just desperately trying to find money for. Yeah. And this was, you know, all funded by Shutter, and we were off and running. Oh, wow. So, 
so yeah, yeah, we got to go and, you know, definitely had more money. It still wasn't a lot, still a lot less than any of these other anthologies, but, um, but was more than what we had before. Um, and so gave us uh, this freedom to, to do and just go, nice. go wilder with it, go crazier with it. Yeah. Nice. Oh, well, you went crazier with it and I, I loved it, but man, it premiered at Fright Fest, I see here. Yeah, yeah, we were, you know, that's that's an IMAX screen in London was our that world premiere. That is insane. That's yeah. insane. <laughs> yeah. That was my next was question. Nuts. Holy shit, that screen is huge though. That makes sense. Yeah, it was nuts. It was it was nuts and what an honor to play with a Fright Fest. You know, it's yeah. a legendary festival. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It was it was great to be out there and and do this and um yeah and neil, played, neil marshall was there too i mean a lot of legends were there as yeah you know. i was yeah neil and i were actually mentors um for this new blood contest for people who are developing scripts and working their way up in the industry and um, neil and i got to got to be friendly and be pals and we actually neil and i sat next to each other to watch barbarian together when we were there um uh, yeah. the premiere of barbarian was at um uh, I was, as well. Was Neil there promoting the lair? Uh, he was. Well, or he, yep. Okay. He was That's on the list. I still need to watch that by the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, man. It, he, he, nice. God, he's just, he's such a master of gore. I mean, I, dog soldiers and the descent are just two of my favorite movies. They're just so rad. And favorite werewolf movie right there. Yeah. Oh man. It's so good. And I, so and good. I love, I love the descent, the real, the, the real version of the descent. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Not the botched butcher. Not the U.S. version. version. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the U.S. Man. It's the states here. Yeah, We're the ones that terrible. mess it up because we can't yeah. we can't take things that are sad. You know, yeah. it's like there's got to be something that's there. So it's like that ending is so heartbreaking when that cupcake yeah. and that, that becomes, you know, inner. Uh, it's just so 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 but heartbreaking. It, it stay, but it stays with you. It gives you an emotion. Yeah. You know, and oh, that's, that's what great. you, I'd rather have that, even if it's sad, I'd rather yeah. have that than a confusing ending where you're going like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. And then they sequel that. I'm I like, know. what are you doing? But yeah. So they follow know, her leaving the thing. Yeah. Look, I, again, I'm, I'm, when it talks about like, you know, sad horror and stuff like that, like that yeah. is, that's an epitome of like just well-made scary as shit, hypertense horror, you know? And yep. You know, I hope one day I'll have a budget like that um, yeah, for what he I'm was sure. doing. He built the he I'm built sure. all of those things. You know, um, wow. it's just so special, like all of the cave systems and everything. Um, really? And, yeah, it was all oh built. It's all on stage, and it's just so so gnarly what he was able to do wow. with so much of that. Yeah, it's it's yeah. one of the best creature features may ever made. Period. Yeah, completely. Uh, but yeah, okay. back to scare package too, man. Oh man, now it's just the funeral and everything. It's a setup. It's yeah. a setup. Oh my yeah. goodness! Um, the actor on the far uh, left in the red shirt—he's uh, been in a lot of things recently. Uh, yeah, Graham Graham Skipper. Yeah, he was just in yes, the Leech. I just watched. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. That was the Leech was fun. He had a little bit role in uh, uh, Christmas Bloody Christmas, which yep. was fun. Yep. Yeah, he's yeah, in all Joe Bigos stuff. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to have yeah, him so in some future projects? Yeah. Oh yeah. Graham was so much fun playing Dwight. Like I first, I think I first saw him in, I think it was almost, almost human. And then um, in uh, beyond the gates with, uh, yeah. uh, with Chase, Chase Williamson, who's in the first care package and, yeah. and as well. And they were there together playing, I think Brothers. that's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And I yeah, think that there's something movie. great there. And so I always wanted to work with Graham and then he actually moved out of the Austin area. Um, during the pandemic so i was like oh my god you're in town 
dude, yeah. we, this is like a sign. We gotta, we gotta finally work together. And then plus it's like, who am I going to get that's going to show up and I'm going to skin them alive and they're going to remain in a, a skin person the rest of this movie. Like who's going to let me do that shit, but Graham Skipper. You know? Yeah. Oh my God. You know, everybody watching this, all you Hellraiser fans, you, you know what really made this funny, this shot here, you know, what made it hilarious to me was that this was literally the next shot when you meet up with him. <laughs> yeah. It's the last time you see him, he's just, you know, slowly getting ripped apart by the hook chains, you know? And then the next shot, he's just, that's it. It's all gone. Oh yeah. my God. But, yeah. but, but the, with the impaler grabbing him and he, he's just slipping out of it. He can't yeah, grab yeah. Him. And he's I running away, flip, flipping. Him off. Yeah. That oh was the God, first gif I made when we were in post. <laughs> And I, I just made a gif of that. I had so much fun with yeah. that little sequence where he's yeah. like slippery oh and Paler can't grab him and he runs away flipping him up. <laughs> I, I just made a gif of that. I sent it to Graham and I sent it to yeah. Dustin. And yeah. I was like, guys, this movie's going to work. <laughs> this movie's going to work. You know, that was when I knew it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. I was rolling at that. And of course, Byron here, uh, he was really in his element having a blast. <laughs> he was the funniest. <laughs> so... No doubt. Byron Brown plays Sam is the funniest person I've ever met. He's a local Austin improv actor. And that guy, he improved a ton of lines on the first scare package. And he was just supposed to be the small part, you know, just the guy showing up at the video store in a couple moments. And I kept bringing him back <laughs> and kept like building out his character because Byron as Sam was so funny. So then when we, you know, and when we're making a sequel to this, like the easy answer was just go back to the video store and put tapes in. Right. We could do that forever. I could do a prequel. Yeah. I could do any timeline yeah. I wanted with this. Sky's the limit. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, but that's, if that's the easy answer, I shouldn't do it. And I was like, well, who could be this person who maybe, you know, because I was growing frustrated at the time when people were like, oh, this is a B movie or elevated horror. And I was like, there's no elevated drama. There's no elevated comedy. Like, what the hell right, are you talking right, about? Right. So I would get annoyed at those, those phrases. Me too. And then, and I was like, well, what would happen? What if somebody took that way too far, you know? And that became Sam to me because okay. he was already kind of cryptic and creepy yeah. in the first yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we leaned into it, and yeah. he just—I mean, he was cracking us up. Like, <laughs> the, like it was in the dying. first movie. In the first movie, he's trying to get a job at the video store, yeah. and then Jamie's character is looking at him. He's like, "Why would you hire me?" And Jamie's character is like, "Well, nobody likes you, man. Just look at your face." <laughs> I just, like, punch just, I just want to punch it. I just want to punch it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was improvised nice. too. That was oh, that was them. So we had a, a variation of that written. Yeah. But that became, I just let them riff. And I would just oh. like egg them on, egg them on, egg them on. And we just kept filming. And uh, so, you know, Jeremy and him were just like going back and forth. And uh, yeah, that was that was Jeremy King riffing oh, that on him. And they're good just, the two of them together are so funny. Yeah. Uh, this is one of my favorites. The whole yeah, the uh, '80s final girls are are, are becoming obsolete, yeah. <laughs> and then they yeah. become the what was it the um, well, the, the, the uh, sure to die girls, sure to die girls, STD, yeah, yeah. <laughs> STD girls, good stuff. Yeah, yeah that's good Alex stuff. Barreto. Um, she she wrote that, and we we were trying to find new directors for the second scare package. She had made a short that I love called Lady Hater that was played at Tribeca, um, but it wasn't really horror, but she's a horror fan. And when I found that out, I was nice. like, look, can we, can we talk about an idea here? And I wanted to do something that showed the evolution of the final girls, 
because they right. changed, you know, era to era. And yeah. there's still remnants, but like as a whole, and Scream really was a, was a movie that helped kind of like usher in a new, you know, version of that. And I was like, why don't we, you know, talk about that? And so she wrote this segment. It became very literal, you know, called Welcome to the 90s and, and that transition of like Final Girls changing. And and I, I just thought she killed it. We shot that in Oklahoma City. And um, just on set, those three girls in particular, once they got together, were just so funny. You know, Luxie, Shayna, and Steph there. And they're just they're just hilarious. And and again, playing on these tropes, you know, each of them, you know, are characters from, you know, it's it's like you you've got characters from Alien and from Nightmare right. on the Street, you know, and, and a Jenny. badass. Yeah. 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 yeah Ginny nice from, from Friday thirteen two. Yeah, right, exactly. Right, yeah. yeah. So it's like, how do you how do you make those, you know, play? in the right way and they're living in this world. And it was just, it was just a lot of fun. That's again, and then, credit to, and then to Alex. Buffy shows up <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. starts changing things. But I love the end. I love how it ends. There's room for, for everyone. Yeah. Uh, and well, and I, Buffy, I love that. Buffy was a nineties kind of character, right. That was in yeah, a different era. So yeah. they're like coming into this world and that's that she's living in. So, you know, it was, it was very deliberate in how that was kind of put together. But yeah, that's, that's um, Steph Barkley and she's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, keep this going here. This, this, that, yeah, this yeah. Keep it going. This is just great. So, yeah, again, <laughs> Anthony coming back, right? Again, we had to make a sequel to this. And I thought it was so fun to kind of play with those tropes of like, because, because there's tropes in the horror sequels, you know, this idea yeah. of like four is the final kill, then five is probably some kind of new beginning, you know, maybe Daisy and them aren't even in it, you know, or the killer's not even in it. And then six is like the reimagination. You know the Tommy McLaughlin, Jason Lives stuff. You know what's yeah, there, and how do you yeah, how do you yeah. how do you take it in a different level? Um, so oh it was just God. fun to play with all those tropes and um, what Anthony did. Ryan Shadley, his makeup effects guy, just like just killed it. You know I the love, end of that's so good. Yeah, I love the beginning though, where you had the the Jason Lives intro, the James Bond type intro. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Instead of Jason, it's Chad walking by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. That, to was, do. that was hilarious. Yeah. I love. I always loved that intro, and and yeah, I I don't think I had even watched the James Bond movies at the time when I was a kid to even realize that that was riffing on James right. Bond. But right, right, it just right. became. I was like, well, how are we gonna? How do we show that this movie is like a different thing? You know, in the first yeah. scare package, the time where I want I want horror fans to know they're in like a safe space. You know, like mm. I got your back. Like you're gonna have fun with this. Like buckle up, kind of shit. And yeah. the first and the first scare package, I think that really happens when you see the Freddy top come down, and you're like, okay, like these people kind of get it. And here, I want it to be the title card, you know, yeah. where Chad comes out, and it's got to have energy, you know, and that whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cuervo score, my composer Alex Cuervo, is so amazing, and you know, he just brought this like really fun cover, you know, metal riff to it, and it's just a blast. Oh yeah, soundtrack to both movies is great. But uh, yeah. this segment here, I, I love how uh, you show the they show the love for Reanimator and uh, the Fly. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was one that actually uh, Cameron and I wrote as well, um, which is why it more seamlessly integrates into the rest of the movie. But yeah, I you know I always thought there was a funny trope to kids who are doing all this crazy shit and the parents have no idea like what's going on, you know? And that was, that was something that happened a lot, you know, in the eighties and nineties and like Goonies and it and all this. So this became a fun thing to kind of play with. And I was like, well, how do we, 
what if what if you know there was this reanimator pet cemetery style thing yeah. with the it kids you know and uh or the goonies kids it's kind of both they're both tropes yeah, of the same yeah, thing yeah. uh and uh that that became a blast but yeah and then rachel wiggins um you know she was someone i met actually at the world premiere the first scare package she was there in spain where we premiered that movie and uh we got to know each other and then i hired her to direct it because i just thought she could take she's she's australian and I was like, look, just shoot it in Australia. Let's like lean into the Aussie aspects of this and yeah. uh, make it have a different flavor to it, you know, and give us a little more broader, you know, kind of like uh, comedic appeal, you know, uh, beyond just what we're doing here in the States. So and she just she killed it. I'm, I'm so proud of what what Rachel did escalating that segment yeah it was it was it was hilarious and you're right the the mother uh, in in that short the mother was like totally clueless of what's going on downstairs yeah 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 it was hilarious and did you notice the other mom that 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 plays the karen type mom who's like you know they have to get her home by seven and she's there that's barbara bingham from friday 13th part eight so oh oh, no shit yeah so it's like okay this is fun so then we named the kid jason so that you yeah, know, as yeah, a tie-in, yeah. you know, again, oh, just, nice, nice. We have hidden, we have hidden references that I don't think anyone will ever get. <laughs> like, I was, I was proud of myself for a while there, but then I'm like, you know what? I'm pretty sure I missed, like, like the one you just mentioned. I'm pretty sure I yeah. missed like fifty or sixty of them. But hey, that's fine. That, yeah, that just it just makes these movies have rewatchability, man. That's all. That's that, the that's hope. All that, you know, that's well, the point. And I will say, I mean, I guess I can just tell you, I don't mind, but on the Blu-ray coming out we're doing mm. so if you remember vh vh1 had like the pop-up video type thing yeah, back yeah. in the day pop-up video yeah, yeah. we're doing that i'm old with, me too <laughs> we're doing that but it's with um all the horror references so you'll watch the oh, movie and then it'll perfect. pop up and tell you all the things that we're talking about and i think that'll oh. be a fun way to watch the movie you know yeah. for people as they they get along yeah oh that's awesome that's awesome it'll be fun i gotta i, I gotta ask are you are you gonna be selling some Chad puppets, man? Some Chad uh, saw puppets. I mean, I, let's see here. I think I have this one right here with me. Yeah. Oh, um, hold on. Let me blow you up. Hold on. Let me blow you up. Hold on. That way, everybody <laughs> can see it clearly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we had this. Actually, Tate Steinsek made this one. Although the little this is getting a little messed up here, but but um, because he's he's not really made it. But uh, but yeah, the guy who he worked on again the first scare package, and then he did the puppet master uh you know the new puppet master reboot and i was like look yeah. i want to i want a chad you know animatronic <laughs> you know even the bolo you know and everything yeah yeah i want yeah. a chad animatronic you know puppet here um that saw style and he made this thing so it cost too much money so i had to pay for it myself so now i get to keep it <laughs> okay damn it that's yeah. all right no it's understandable. understandable but we might i mean it's funny we have uh, we have talked about the possibility of Maybe making some toys or something, or yeah. you know, reaching yeah, out to like trick or treat studios, something like yeah, that. Some, pop, some if, Funko Pops or something. If somebody <laughs> wants to make a toy, let me know. I own all the rights. I could license it for nothing. I don't care. I just want to make them. You know. Yeah, yeah, but the Chad puppet uh, saw puppet was cracking me up, man. Just yeah. fucking shit up, <laughs> late, not on cue to terrorize people, <laughs> and just making sounds during the villain monologue. Oh my yeah. god, it was it was it was hilarious stuff, man. Well, and that's me. That's all my I'm voicing the puppet and, and oh so, no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Was was it uh <laughs> let's see, uh we got some chat here. They love movies like this. I'm interested. There you go, nice. You got chat timing in, chiming cool. in there. Cool. 
but yeah, um, uh, that's hilarious that you voiced the puppet. The puppet's movements, though, was that difficult to pull off there? Yeah, I mean, we um, so David Greathouse, who was our main make effects person on the second movie, he did my witches in the pale door. Um, him and Nate Bright, they were able to kind of, you know, we just had green rods and, you know, had to kind of <clears throat> attach it at different, different points. So it was a little tricky, but, uh, we made it work. Yeah. And then yeah. the, the, you know, but the actual tricycle and everything was animatronic and, re- and remote controlled. So we're well, not remote, sorry. It was on a, a loop. So we were able to start that and just let it roll out and do its thing. So that was nice. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, it was a challenge, but if it's not a challenge, yeah. you know, why are you trying it? Like yeah. you shouldn't do just the easy shit. So, but I was, I was up, man. But here you go, guys. Everybody watching right there now showing the 80 love. It doesn't get any more love than this shot. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to prime time, bitch. Yeah. I mean, come on. This is amazing. Was this difficult setup? It was the most difficult. That was the most difficult setup in the film because we never, so, you know, he's, we, we built a TV frame and then had a plastic screen and then he's standing there and we've got, you know, green screen. He's wearing green pants or blue pants, excuse me, yeah. the walls got a little green in it. And then, you know, to get like, I even have syringes on the fingers and stuff. And like the makeup was kind of melting off his face. And if you watch the close-ups, he, it is kind of like falling off and stuff. His glasses are getting foggy. I mean, it was, it was <laughs> so hard to do, but we, we really did make a rubber thing with a slit hole that he pushes his head through. Yeah. At the top. Oh, wow. So like, that's all practical. You know, he's really pushing his head through that thing. Um, and we could only do it like, I think twice total, but the craziest part of all this was because of how long it took to kind of like shoot all these elements to make this even work, all of the actors that are in the room when this is happening are not there at the same time. So like I'm, so literally I'm on set, we're doing like this, the part with like the bees and stuff and everything yeah. and the wicker man yeah. mask. So I'm over there directing. Then when we have to move a lighting setup or whatever, then I run right to the next room and I'm in here and I'm helping them set this up and getting this ready and, and approving wow. things. And then I run yeah. back. So I'm like going back and forth. And then the way that we did this was because the actors were doing something else at the same time, I'm literally playing every actor and I'm just yelling back at Sam, you know, and I'm oh, just like, right. shut all up right. Sam and giving him eye lines to look around and see. And then, <laughs> and then when we finished for the day, then we couldn't get him back through that makeup again. So then I'm over there playing the TV and then I'm talking <laughs> to the actors the other way. And then we cut those two together. Wow. So it was That's definitely, it was seem- tricky. seamless. Yeah. I mean, it was hard. It was hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, credit yeah. to my editor, uh, Alex Uding, who edited this. Um, he really nice. found the way to kind of make that work. Yeah. It was not easy. Yeah. Not easy. Nice. 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 But yeah, man, uh, the movie was a lot of fun. Uh, I can't wait for scare package five. That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling it now. We're going to no. Fuck it. We're going to six. We're going to six. There we go. We'll take it. But yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't wait for the next one. Both of these movies were a lot of fun, man. But it's 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 Samurai Guys Channel, man. I used to have a poster representing the movie over here. That is, I switch it out. I like to switch my posters out once in a while. But I represented. It was up there framed, baby. And you have a song from this movie in the end credits, and I was like. <laughs> What? He got yeah. friendship? 
from Miami Connection. What? I, oh man, I, I I sent when I I, re- I recorded it on my little phone that because I, I was watching it and I sent it to all my buddies and they were rolling. They were like, "No way!" I was like, "Yeah, bro." They're yeah. representing one of my favorite movies of all time, Dragon Sound. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, yeah. so we're brothers, Aaron. We're brothers now. That's, that's amazing. I, I I was we were like I don't know who's gonna like really know this song. I love it. Uh, again, Alex, my my editor, he's obsessed with the song, and we have two songs. You know, we have two songs yeah. here, and it was like that's all we could afford to get. And I was like, I'm we're gonna go all in. So actually, that song appears in the movie three times, and people don't quite get that. So it's actually at the open, um, yeah, and yeah. that is it is a nightmare. And I'm sure Dream Warriors. Yeah, that's exactly what that shot is. Um, What's up, Javon? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I was gonna say too. And and actually, that's Joe Bob. When we, you know, I made I made Joe Bob say "Welcome to Prime Time, bitch." Which on the Blu-ray, there's like there's uh, you know goofs of him when we're doing that over and over again. All the different takes yeah, of him yeah, saying yeah. "Welcome yeah. to Prime Time, bitch" is pretty fun. But um, but yeah, you know, like this was a song. This and then the other song, which plays during the beer pong sequence, um, and then and, and right when the credits first start, that is uh, from the movie Rad. And I was like, well, ah, I knew perfect. that sounded familiar. I knew yeah. That. So John okay. Farnham. And, so it's like, what movie would be the rad Chad song? The movie from right. the song from the movie rad. So there was that. Yeah. And yeah. then this idea that like Sam and Chad kind of think that these people are friends forever, you know, and what's going on. And, and so this, we put it in and I was like, oh my God, we gotta, we gotta find a way. And thankfully I had a friend and a favor and we were yeah. able to pull that off. But the song, the opening, actually, that sequence where it goes into the Jason Lives, you know, eyeball yeah, title card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you listen to it, that's a cover of Friends Forever. Oh, that's a cover of that song. Of Forever. All right. All right. All right. And then when they go in the video store and then the timer turns on very subtly, diegetically playing in that video store is that song there as well. Oh um, wow! So wow. that's where it ties in together, see? and you'll hear rewatchability. Yeah. See, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I like what uh, Calumity says here. The next one, just just call it six. <laughs> just call <laughs> Scare Back at six. To yeah. confuse everyone, like where's three to five? That might be hilarious too. Actually. Well, you know what's funny? We, we uh, have a movie that we want to make that's a, a werewolf comedy. And I thought about oh, calling it yes. Scare Package Three: Season of the Wolf. And then it has nothing Love to it. do with Scare Package, but it's the season of the kind of like season of the witch has nothing to do with Halloween. Yeah, you know. Oh, and, I like that. So then it's season of the wolf, and it's like this yeah. is Scare Package three. Then when we make Scare Package three, it's actually Scare Package four. <laughs> you know, that <laughs> yeah. was the idea. You got it. You got to do that. No, that's brilliant. I think it'd be fun. It, it could be confusing for some people, <laughs> but I think it's really fun. Yeah, it'd be a blast if we could pull it off. Uh, oh, it, horror film. Or fans, yeah, get it. You know, friend, uh, I'm all day, and uh, oh, hold on. Oh, I lost it for a minute, but we're back. Let me know if one we're back. We're okay, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're professionals, we keep going through technical difficulties, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I was saying, man, it was a blast having you here. Uh, like we like we tell all our guests, Aaron. Hey, make this, this your second home, brother. It's your second home. Oh. You're welcome back at any time, my friend. Welcome back anytime. Uh, but don't forget, guys. Uh, like Aaron said, in a couple of hours, sorry about the demon. We'll be premiering on Shutter. Make sure you guys check it out. 
It looks hilarious. And make sure you check out all the Shutter Originals that we spoke about uh, today, especially Old Man. It's not a Shutter Original, but you want to check it out because slang is is straight up gangster. That's right. He's a gangster in it. So yeah. Samurai guys. That's on AMC Plus, though. Yeah. Okay. AMC Plus. And don't yeah. forget to also check out the Scare Package movies. That's right. Get some horror anthology, 80s love, badassity in your life. It'll make you smile from beginning to end. And that's what it, that's all, it's all that matters. That's all that matters. So it is. We're I'll take go it. Ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So again, thank you, Aaron, for being here. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere, Aaron. But all you badasses, thanks for what, for watching. I can speak of the English. I can do this. <laughs> I need more. I need more vodka. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's water. It's water. Uh, thank all you guys for watching. For all you new badasses watching, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the old samurai guy. And in the description box below, hey, you can follow Aaron. Make sure you follow. That's right. Because uh, I know he's got some new badassity projects coming out in the future. Keep watching horror, representing the genre, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Take care. Thank you.